Hello and welcome. Keith Adding again with NC Realty Services here. Um, today I'm going to, uh, the whole thing is going to sound like a commercial to you probably. Uh, we're very excited. Uh, NC Realty Services has added the real estate firm license to our, uh, to our company. So now not only are we an appraisal management consulting firm, we're also doing real estate uh, and branding our own name and our own product. And we expect to do really, hopefully, wonderful things with that to uh, to bring some honesty and integrity um, to the real estate and appraisal industries. And not that they don't already have it, but uh, we certainly are going to focus on, <clears throat> on being those things to our clients and our friends and neighbors that we service. So it's, it's great. Um, you know, the last two companies I was partnered with uh, were startup companies and I just started to realize why am I branding someone else's name and company when I could certainly be branding my own name and company. And so that's the direction uh, that, that we've chosen to take. We're opening a new office open up, up on uh, Highway 17 in Supply across from where the old hospital was along with the uh, cabinet uh, builders, countout people there. We're we're going to be in that same building with them. And when we get uh, when we get in there, we'd love for you to come by. Uh, we'll try to put together some kind of a grand opening event uh, for you to come out and uh, and see the digs. You know, the hardest part for me is trying to figure out how to decorate that space and make it warm and inviting. So if you're uh, if you're an interior decorator and you got some ideas for for the space, I would I would welcome them. Love to hear it, and uh, I'm even tempted to maybe get one of the uh, digital staging companies to stage the office for me, and maybe take some ideas from what they would give. Try to use some, obviously, some of the furniture and equipment that we already have, but incorporate that into something. Uh, like I said, what I, what I really want it to be is a place where people feel comfortable that they can just come in and sit down. And talk about whatever their investments are in real estate, whether you're buying, selling, trading, investing, uh, you know, or, or needing help managing properties, that kind of thing. So, so again, I like everything I always say to you guys. Give me some feedback. I'd love to have it, um, and certainly stop by and see us there on Highway 17. I think, I think it's six 674 um, Ocean Highway. I think <laughs> we're not there yet. So uh, I'll have to figure that out on the next podcast, maybe give you the actual correct address, but that's got, that's pretty close. I'm in that block anyways. Um, okay. So what do we want to talk about? The, the feds lowered the interest rate. Is that important to you? Um, I think it's really important in the sense that trying to understand where we're going with our interest rates. Uh, I think everybody kind of expected them to go up. I think even our president was hoping they would bump it up a little bit. You know, that tends to get people off the fence a little quicker. It certainly gives a little more room for uh, for there to be profitability in the mortgage businesses. I'm not going to get into all those details, but I think that the as I understand it, that they went down because internationally countries are still struggling and having to lower and reduce their rates. And in order for lenders to do business and compete on an international level, they've got to be able to continue to keep interest rates at, at a rate that's competitive as well. So I may be wrong, but that's how I understand it. If you know better uh, what's going on there, by all means, give me a shout. Let me know. 
And, and I've heard some analysts say this week that there may be some expectations that they will continue to go downward um, as they chase after the business and these other companies continue to struggle. I don't think that would be a positive thing for us personally. Um, I just don't see that being the, I, I think we need to hold the interest rates or maybe even go up a little bit. Uh, I'm not trying to be the bad guy here and say you should make more house payment, but there has to be room in the deal and there has to be room in the numbers for everybody to, to be a win-win kind of scenario. And uh, banks aren't going to lend money when they lose money. Banks aren't going to lend money when they can't make any money. They're in the business of making money. And so if we want them to loosen up their wallets and lend more money, there has to be enough margin in there for them to be profitable. Uh, and then we can start talking about win-win scenarios again. So so that was kind of the big news. And surprising, like I said, that um, uh, President Trump felt like that was not necessarily the best move for them to have made. But anyways, they made it. It's, it's a done deal. And there you are. So if you were on the fence yourself, you might consider this maybe a good time. If if the international economy starts to recover in some areas, then I think you'd quickly see the, the Fed go back to moving that marker in an upward trend. And so you may you may historically be seeing the bottom of the rate pool for what for the rest of our lives. And when I say our lives, if you're in my generation, um Certainly, but maybe even as as deep as the millennials may not see uh, anything better than what we're going to be at today. So uh, if you need help with that, you want to talk about it, come by the office. We can sit down and just chat, 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 whatever about what you're what you need to be doing and how it can best serve your needs. But but rates are down and that's a good sign here on the coast. The East Coast volume is still up. Uh, I know I hear people. Um, singing the blues already and talking about things being down in some areas. Um, but here as a whole, we're still healthy and, and doing really well. Um, we're in our season. So values are up, demand is up, activity is up. You know, when we have to worry is when the season's gone and, you know, is there still going to be some demand or do we find some idle time in there, which always hurts. Um, and so we need to be prepared for that. But I don't I don't see there. I think I've shared with this on the podcast. I don't see any indicators in, that I'm aware of that would say that we have any large corrections that need to be made in the economy. Um, I think everybody understands and knows that there is a shortage of homes, existing homes in the marketplace. And so it's difficult and challenging when you have specific needs that you're looking for. And so your best opportunity may be to build something new. Uh, certainly, I, I'm sitting here today in the office doing modular um, scattered lot land and home packages. So um, that this is the year of the modular 2019-2020. Uh, I think are going to be the year that we that we finally in the modular business get the education out there that people begin to understand that it can be a better built product and a, and a lower cost for you. Um, for those of you looking to to build new, so you if you haven't looked into it in a long time, you should. Um, and uh, and if you have any questions, feel free by all means to call me at the office on cell phone. I'm like Visa. I'm everywhere you want to be. So you can text me, you can Facebook me. You can, <laughs> you can respond to this podcast. You can do about anything you want to. You're going to get a hold of Keith. So um, so yeah, that's uh, you know we're we're still continuing to have that shortage because. You know, I, 
not sure I spoke about this before, but I probably did and I'll bore you to tears, but you know, there are trends in the marketplace and trends tend to go and follow the dollar. Like you can relate to, I'm sure that, um, all these um, fix and flip people jumped into the market when the bubble burst and the, the economy went bad and the, there was a glut of distressed property and gray inventory in the market. And so all of these people jumped into the market. But but before that happened, let's back up even further. When the economy was good and the bubble had not yet burst, there were a lot of folks that were taking their money out of their retirement funds, their 401ks, and out of their investment portfolios to invest them in spec houses because they saw there was a need and opportunity and the and the economy was good and growing and booming and it was an uptrend market so they could they could actually make more money with their money by doing that not everybody did and there's always those horror stories out there but when the bubble burst and things went bad a lot of folks that were sitting there like that that are not in that business they, you know, they were the mom and pops, as we call them. It's devastating to them. They, they got a house sitting there that won't sell, that maybe isn't even finished, that they've got all of their money wrapped up in. And they end up either giving it back to the bank or turning it over to some other builder for pennies on the dollar and, and losing on that investment because the, the timing of that situation. Whereas a really big builder probably just hunkered down, got a little more conservative with their money and they rode the storm. And in fact, the the best resource people out there bought properties during that time and they invested in some of that gray inventory and some of those foreclosures. And so they came out of that thing um, in the old terms, we like call it a fat rat, came out like a fat rat. So, um, you know, you can make money in any in any economy. You can make money in any market. It's just a being prepared for and then b being able to sustain it. Those mom and pop builders could have sustained it if they could have continued to pour money in their project until the storm went away and then they would put it back in the market, get their money out of it. But most of them could not. So what happens? You take a percentage. And I don't know what that percentage is. I'll, I'll try to do some research and see if I can get something relatively close without just making numbers up for you. But a percentage of people. Um, of our product that we need in the marketplace every day come from that investor pool, that mom and pop investor. And so now let's say, let's just say for argument's sake, it's 20% of the housing market. That 20% is gone. And our big builders, you know, that's that weathered the storm have got to pick up and produce that extra 20% now. And then they weren't because they were hunkered down. They were being conservative uh, most of them were not willing to pick up any of that added um, liability is what that becomes, and then added liability in order to be able to get through that. So where we might need 150,000 new homes a year just to just to entertain for the new people entering the market, we were we're not producing that, and you know so you got an already short market situation, and it's and it's going to continue to get shorter until more and more people pick up. Now here. In our uh, piece of the world on the East Coast, uh, in the Carolinas, we have a lot of the track builders that are in, that have come in and they're doing, you know, subdivisions, 500,000 home subdivisions. And they come in and they just boom, 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 uh, one on top of the other. And so that 
that makes it feel a little bit more like they're attempting to keep pace. If you go down to North Myrtle Beach and Myrtle Beach, oh my gosh, the, they're building subdivisions just so fast down there to try to catch up with the traffic that's coming here. You know, what is it? We've got all these baby boomers that have inheritance monies and retirement funds and they're retiring or getting ready to retire and they want to retire at the beach um, or, or Myrtle Beach even and places like that. And so all up and down the coastal areas, we're feeling the effects of that um, senior buyer coming into our marketplace and needing all those services that go along with with that. And they like to buy into, you know, low maintenance, low upkeep, high amenities kind of neighborhoods and subdivisions. And and that's what the track builders are building to satisfy that. And, and they're doing a good job. Uh, builders like us, you know, that do scattered lot construction and build a house here and there as wherever people need them at. Uh, you know, we're another percentage of the marketplace that that picks that up. We talked about it on an earlier podcast, how the federal government is is working on a program and actually has released a program for manufactured housing, the advantage manufactured home um, that, you know, things meet certain criteria. They think that's going to help them with the more conservative side of the market to to help with the uh, lower end of the market to be able to put manufactured homes out there. I caution against that. I warn to be careful that the right home for the right people in the right place. And we don't want to jump too quickly onto a bandwagon that's going over a cliff. So, so think we need to think carefully about that, but, but that's what they're doing. They're doing that because they do have a shortage of housing and they certainly have a shortage of affordable housing. And, uh, and so that's one of the things they think will help solve the problem ultimately building more getting more builders in the marketplace and building more houses is going to relieve that and alleviate that pain still a bit of a seller's market so okay man lots of market news just for not having anything right for reading sticky notes off my desk uh, but I want to get them cleared off my desk have been piling up so um, what else to talk about in the marketplace um, our season I guess we're midstream, uh, maybe a little further than midstream into our beach summer season here. Um, traffic's been good. Activity's been good. Here in my office alone, people coming in. When when people ask me why I am where I am, and I'm in uh, Supply, North Carolina, um, is because when we, my wife and I opted to make some life-changing moves, not all of it by our own choice, but um, to make some changes on the move. I asked her, well, where do you want to retire? She said at the beach. It's okay. Well, I don't want to wait until I retire. I want to get to know people and get involved in the community and that kind of thing. So we started looking for where to move to the beach. And I noticed that Wilmington, North Carolina is on fire and they, and they are still on fire, continuing to be on fire. And of course, you know, to be fair, Wilmington is a is a, a big area. So we're talking about uh, Curry Beach and Carolina Beach and Wrightsville Beach and Topsail, you know, right on up. So we got a lot of beaches along that stretch. We got the Cape Fear River. We've got the military influence that's stationed here. Um, so there's a lot of things that that drive and create that going on in Wilmington. So that that's fantastic. But what really caught my eye was the fact that they were spreading out into the town of Leland, that's Leland, L-E-L-A-N-D, Leland, North Carolina, which um, is just north and, let's see, north, 
northwest, I guess, of Wilmington. And I also noticed that that North Myrtle Beach was on fire. And they don't have necessarily the same population and catalyst as Wilmington or as Myrtle Beach. But North Myrtle Beach was is becoming the burbs of the suburbs of, uh, of Myrtle Beach and beyond. It's is uh, it's growing so fast. I realized I wanted to be somewhere between them. I wanted to be in the middle because they're going to grow together. And and so the proof is again the year before last, Oak Island caught on fire. Even last year, they did 650 homes on the island. I didn't think there were 650 lots left on the island, but there were. And uh, I get people walking into my office every day now talking about being in Boiling Springs Lakes, Southport, um, Vernon Town, which is bordering up to supply. So clearly the move from Wilmington is being made. People don't mind driving that 20 or 30 minutes, depending on where they're at in Wilmington. The North Myrtles, you know, you get people, we're doing a lot of stuff in Little River um, and a lot of stuff there in Calabash, Sunset Beach. Uh, right into Ocean Isle Beach. So it's growing from there. So it, exactly what I had projected uh, four years ago, five years ago is happening. And I'm just excited about it. I'm excited to get this new office opened right there in supply in the middle of that, right on 17, plenty of traffic. Um, so we, gosh, we're just expecting great things. I am also hoping that we will pick up some other brokers that will maybe want to, um, open an office with NC Realty Services. We are not, we don't have big plans to really have high fees and costs, um, but to be able to help spread the name and co-op a little bit together so that we can uh, share with a larger market. I'm looking forward to doing that here in North Carolina and eventually we'll start um, into South Carolina as well. So um, man, just a lot of good, exciting things going on. Um, South Bay is on fire. We're, we're uh, writing orders almost every day. And, and I'm sure we're wearing Ken out in here trying to go out and handle all the work in the field. And, and, uh, and that's a good thing. It's a good sign that we're, uh, that, you know, we're already into next year. We're already into 2020. I don't think I can get a new house. Maybe I could get it from the factory in time for a modular, but I don't, I don't think I can. Um, so we're already, you know, we're, in fact, we've probably already got the first quarter of 2020 mapped out. So we're out there about as far as we want to be at some point, it becomes a hindrance to have to be further than six months out of getting somebody in a home. So, um, so we're very excited about that. Um, okay. And then what else? Um, Gosh, what else do you guys want to talk about? What do you need to know? Uh, what can you tell me? I need to know lots of stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm going to finish this thing up. I, by the time I get done with my clothes here, I'm going to have hit the 20-minute mark probably that I promise you. Listen, again, my name's Keith Hadding. NC Realty Services, Inc. is the name of the company. Opening a new office on Highway 17 in Supply, North Carolina. We would love for you to stop in either at our grand opening or sometime thereafter. I'm really working hard on trying to find some people who can help me uh, bring a very warm and inviting atmosphere to that office space. And uh, and we look forward to just uh, sitting down and getting to know you and, and others and become a big part of what this, um, what I call, I'm calling the perfect storm um, for the real estate business here. 
uh, in Eastern North Carolina. So come see us, um, send us comments, feedback, um, by all means, listen to the podcast, sponsor the podcast, you know, sign up to be a sponsor. We'll give you a little plug. We'll get the word out there. Um, I've kind of held up on the video project because I haven't released my book yet to the, to the publisher. I'm a little nervous about my first book. So bear with me. I'm biting my nails off, worried about, did I say the wrong thing somewhere or the right thing somewhere and what it should look like. So all kinds of good things going on. If you want to be a part of it, let me put that little plug in there. If you want to be a part of something really exciting, ground floor opportunities with NC Realty Services, we are expanding. We are looking for help. Um, we're going to start doing some spec homes. We're going to do some fix and flip. We're going to. Uh, we're even entertaining the idea of helping folks do um, repairs and remodeling. Listen there. I think, and I'd love to hear your feedback. I think there's a huge market for people that for somebody to just come alongside and help people understand why you need to do, why you need to get permits, why you need to have it inspected, why are you hire somebody who's licensed, bonded, and insured? You know, somebody to come along and make sure that you don't trip over your own self trying to save a dollar uh, and put yourself at risk. I have investors that have done that. They buy a fix and flip and they want to go in and they want to fix everything themselves. That is not the smart move to make. The buyer then has to always worry about the quality of what went into that and maybe won't even buy because of it. So uh, if you're considering getting involved in, in those kind of projects, fix and flips, which we openly welcome people to partner and come alongside us on some projects like that. Um, you know, there, there's a reason for the, for doing the things the way they need to be done. And we really should sit down and talk about that and make sure that whatever your project is you're working on, um, that you're safe and protected from future harm. All right. I, I think I've said enough. Keith Hadding, NC Realty Services, please uh, let me know you're listening. Come and see us. Until the next time, God bless.